Butter listeners, it's with a heavy heart that I log back into the program. Mitch, hello. I'm feeling fucking great, Mike. How you doing over there? You know, I'm uh, dragging a little bit, but I'm here. Yeah, I'm fully recovered. Um, I'm going to make this opening about me and Team Europe. Um, I am fully recovered. I had a little bit too much alcohol between Saturday of last weekend and probably Sunday last night, but I think that my body is rid of its toxins, oh. and I'm fucking back, baby. That's how you fucking win a Ruta Cup, baby. Shout out Mark Miller, Captain Mark. Oh, Mark, that putt Fuck was yeah. the coolest, worst thing I've ever seen in my life. So nice shots. Thanks a lot. Oh, now, you know what? We might as well just drive, dive right into a little, little controversy here. Okay. And I'll ask you, does the putt go in with the stick in? Yes or no? Yeah. I'm sorry, without the stick in, obviously goes in with the stick in. Without yeah, the stick, does it go in? What kind of question is that? Uh, yeah. Okay. Next topic. This is a stupid topic. This isn't a controversy. Next topic. I don't know. I, I mean, the fact of the matter is the stick was in, so it doesn't. There's no debate. Yeah. But I think if the stick's oh, yeah, out, yeah. it goes way long, and you're looking at a three-putt. I mean, I guess Mike, from the fringe. If the ships, if the ships weren't in Pearl Harbor, it wouldn't have been as big as a fucking deal. Okay, it's just the matter of what happened, right? Stick was in; he hit the fucking putt. If the USS Indianapolis wasn't in Pearl Harbor, we would have won the war even quicker. You know, for a guy so, that just—I don't want to play the for a guy that just won rudder. You seem quite upset. Quite I'm upset. upset. I'm upset with it's Team USA just starting random fucking controversy bullshit. You know, we're okay, tickling the brain, seeing what people think. I, you know, it's what I hear. Well, you know what I think. You know what I think now, okay? That's fair. Fuck. Uh, that putt. Next topic. That putt was pretty electric. I, I'm a, of the mindset that Mark Miller is the type of player who plays better on the bigger stage that he's presented. I think some golfers, uh, you know, this probably cuts both ways, especially for professionals, where, you know, in the big moment, maybe they want to be reminded, like, hey, this is that moment I trained for. This is everything uh, that it boils down to. I think other golfers yeah. are more of the mindset of it's just another shot. It's just like any other putt. It's the same uh, value as the putt on number one. I feel like yeah. Mark is someone who steps up on that bigger stage when they know it. And I think, and I'm guilty of this because I was doing it as a member of Team USA, but I think taking out the phone to record the moment set a stage in his mind and allowed him really to thrive. So taking a little bit of yeah. the blame on that one. I think if the phone's not there, he doesn't maybe realize the moment and – Maybe we see a playoff. I don't know. I don't know. A lot of ma- lot of maybes in there. I get it. Whatever you guys want to do. I don't know. Mark Big Balls Miller just dropped his pants and just left it all on the green. That's. I mean, that's the way I saw it. That's the way I'm going to remember it. Yeah, it was. That was pretty sick, Mark. It was God, so sick, hot, Mark. But heartbreaking at the same time. For you, yeah, that sucks. So, Mitch, what did you Tough think? Way to go out about our first year at the Grand Geneva Resort. Loved it. Um, let me give you the breakfast, breakfast review, the double sausage patties and the breakfast sandwich, huge touch on that huge English muffin. That's a great way to start the day. Uh, free range range is a little bit small, but I mean, we did our normal fucking antics the entire time on the golf course and we had no complaints. Um, they're welcoming, welcoming us back with open arms. Uh, shout out Geneva national who sponsored this year's event. We will not be coming back next year. Uh, we've already set up a date with, um, Grand Geneva again, but we continue to welcome your support on this podcast. 
But yeah, uh, Grand Geneva, fucking great time. I think both courses were fun too. I don't, I don't know what you think, but I think both courses had their had their challenges. But um, it, it was a fun, it was a fun day out there. Well, I was very happy with the resort. I think uh, the conditions played well for both teams. The course was in great shape. No complaints uh, whatsoever on our end, really. I think everyone in Team USA felt the same way. Uh, here's a thought, though. Did, in your opinion, kind of more on the organizing front of Rudder, did you feel that the gap in the morning, because I felt like that was a, a lot larger of a gap between the first and second rounds, do you think that it being match play all 18 factored into that and made it a quicker front 18 and that's why there was such a big break in between that we're not used to yeah i think it was a little bit of a larger gap i mean usually we figure for like a five hour round but i think everyone kind of played in like four fifteen, four twenty. 20 so add 45 to an hour depending on some groups finished up earlier you know we kicked your guys ass in that back nine so we finished up pretty quick we probably could have gone in after 16 or 15 i can't really remember um but yeah i mean you get a little more time off there but they had a good patio set up. They had quick, uh, quick service out there. I don't think it was bad to have a little bit more time to kind of kick back, relax, change your socks, and get ready for the second 18. Agreed. And I think in terms of timing, this is the last year that it is going to pass where we're going to put the fastest golfers at the bottom of the groups and then some of the slower guys at the top. Why we're not putting our fastest guys in front to kind of set the pace uh, blows Agreed. my mind. It's just ridiculous. But moving forward, now we have an idea of how to kind of mush the uh, pace a little bit better. Yeah, we're going to switch it up next year and kind of get some more pace out there. I I was behind, what was it, Cole and uh, Mulek and Fagan and Lingle on like the back 18. And I don't know if it was them or the group in front of them, but – holy fuck, you guys need to start swinging the golf club just a little bit faster. None of you are that good at golf, and none of you need to line up your shot that long. Like, holy shit. I don't know. Maybe it wasn't you guys. I'm not saying it was you guys. I'm saying maybe the group's in front of you guys. Like, dude, just hurry the fuck up. You're not going to, like, you're wasting your good swings, like, sitting there fucking thinking about it and taking practice cuts. So, uh, PSA, just fucking golf faster. It's fair. It's fair, but I'm totally on board for that. Um. What else? What else do you think about? Any other thoughts just on the overall matchups this year or the venue or anything like that, Mitch? I think it was pretty evenly matched. I mean, uh, final score, 16 and a half, 15 and a half. I think that if you go through the scores, um, which I sent over to you, shout out to Kyle Gorg Wargalut for providing the scores of each pairing. Um, there was a couple, you know, a couple groups in there that, that didn't really pull their weight. But, I mean, if you look at the final score – 16 and a half, 15 and a half. I mean, that's, that's as close as you're going to get. Um, and I think you guys, what, you guys had like the, the 27-hole lead? I think we had the 9-hole lead, the 18-hole lead, and the 27-hole lead, and not the 36, which is the only one that counts. But Only one that matters. Of course. Yes, We're fourth quarter sounds team. correct. So, um, yeah, I think the matchups were pretty fair. I mean, I, I don't know. I thought, it was, I thought it was a good time, man. I think all around we kind of uh, hit the nail on the head with this year. I think it was the best year yet. I agree. I also loved how Grand Geneva had the carts with the GPS. Big moment. Uh, even Big a little moment. mini bag tag, not just the shitty paper one from our sponsor. Shout out, Geneva National. But, Shout out. Thanks for the paper bag tags. 
yeah, I thought it was a huge success overall. Uh, unfortunately, it's 51 weeks away. But whatever. Can't wait for next year. Yeah. So, um, shout out Grand Geneva, though. We're, we'll be back. Um, you know, USA's seen the course once or actually twice now because you guys went out and got there earlier. Um, but uh, Well, I yeah, mean, let's not forget the Kretzies live in Lake Geneva. They play that course many times in the summer, so. It's not just us yeah. playing a practice round when a many of yeah. players on Team Europe get to play the course all summer long and then blame USA. Breaking news, breaking news. I played Grand Geneva three times this summer before mm-hmm. that. So. Okay. I also, <laughs> also don't understand the Europe hate on Team USA for getting a practice round in the day early. It's like it's a golf weekend. It's almost like the guys no, on Zyre you guys, Golf. You guys, just need to learn how to, you guys just need to learn how to just like relax, though. Look, it's not the guys on Zyre Golf. We're the opposite. We're like – on a boat, drinking, having a good time, shooting the shit, bonding as a team. You guys are like, oh, here's my uh, – we're hitting 150 out. Uh, this is what I'm going to bring out. And then you get the crosswind here and blah, blah, blah. And, uh, you guys think about it too much. I mean, and then you go out and lose. Getting, getting heat for golfing on a golf weekend. Oh, you guys are golfing too much. Well, it's a golf weekend. It's rudder weekend. So it's kind of what we're there for. Pro tip. Pro tip for next time you guys go out. Maybe pay attention to the back nine on the second course that we're playing. Maybe you guys write down, you know, mark some more yardage on the books. Um, maybe you should learn that back nine on the final 18, and that'll, that'll help you guys. I'm not going to tell you guys well, how to prep. I certainly you know that, the break on the green on 18 because I've seen it <laughs> enough, but I certainly know the green and the break on it. So, Yeah. Now, speaking of next year's rudder, big problem in 2020 uh, – was the coronavirus so 2021 obviously COVID. obviously we'll have a vaccine in a week or two so it won't be a problem but with that vaccine comes the return of wedding season and next year is shaping oh, up to have yeah. a boatload of weddings how many weddings do you have on the calendar so far just you mike I, I have nine nine i had seven in 2020 uh and they all got pushed so oh, whatever is next year I mean, those are just the ones that were already lined up for this year. So those seven yeah. have all rolled over um, to next year. So we'll see. I mean, I don't know yeah. what the total number is going to be, but it's also shout out to if you're planning to get engaged this year and have, have a wedding next year. Don't feel the need to invite me. I'm not talking to you. specifically. I'm talking to anybody, but don't feel the need to invite me. Actually, Mike, if you didn't invite me, I'd be kind of pissed, but. And everybody else, I, I don't need an invite. You know, I, I just, I, I'll fucking send you a gift if you want. I don't know. I just, I don't need to go anymore. Goddamn. I'm going to be so broke next year. I'm actually going to have to try and find someone with a trust fund to afford Rooter. I mean, I think so. it'd be fair as a groom or bride in the wedding. If you say, look, I want to come and enjoy your wedding, but here's how it's going to go down. I'm going to put $300 on red this weekend. And if it hits, then yeah. I'm able to go to your wedding and another wedding. But if it doesn't hit, then I'm sorry, but I cannot attend your wedding. So I like that. I would like to come. I'm actually going to do that in 2021. It's not up to me if I if I get to attend. It's up to fate. So wedding roulette. Let's just play wedding, wedding roulette. roulette. Oh, sorry, didn't hit on this one. I can't go now. Ah, uh, man, that's with that being said, we're going to have to do some serious schedule shuffling for next year because August we are August is always a big wedding month. I know it is. Uh, I know. I personally have two in late August next year. Uh, I'm sure others I have some well. in early and mid August. But we're going to have to have the scheduling committee get together and really plan it out. So we're we're already we're already in the works. Uh, if you're listening to this episode and you play 
um, feel free to shoot me um, some dates that don't work for you next year. We're going to try and make it work for everybody. Um, I know August, back half August sucks for me, and June kind of sucks too. So um, we're going to try and make it work. So here's an idea. If you're getting married next year, though, uh, you know, early spring looks great or late, late fall, you know, 20 yeah. November or December of 2021. They're wide open. Do us a favor. Make sure your fiance realizes how important this is to everybody else. Like, don't be selfish about this. Oh, I'm getting fucking married, blah, blah, blah. It's year seven, right? Yeah. So just figure it out. Shout out. Figure it shout out. Shout out the Engage Boys. Shout out Engage season. So. Actually, invite me. I want to backtrack. Invite me to your wedding. I love weddings. Okay. I just, I just don't know if I can afford it, Mike. Well, like I said, you know. Heart- Parking software is just not moving like it used to. Put it in Fate's hands. Fate's hands. Wedding roulette. All right. And for the listeners, you know, we've got some great interviews this episode. We have uh, Ben Kelsey, Mark Miller, maybe one more. I don't know. But one of the things we talked with Ben about is the boat party. Uh, I thought the boat party was phenomenal. So we kind of gave some of our impressions with Ben. But one thing we didn't get into is next year – Assuming there's a vaccine or that COVID just this invisible Chinese virus does disappear as someone. Wait a minute. This is not a hot take show. No, no, I know. Never, never once has a hot take been given on the show, but I'm curious. What? I'm curious if next year, assuming there's no COVID for the sake of the question, will we go to a bar or do we do the boat once again? I think Chuck's did. I mean, I'm sure the boat was fun. I didn't go. I didn't have an opinion on it. But here's my thing. At Chuck's, if you want an Irish goodbye and just get the fuck out of there when you're fucked up, you can leave at any point. On a boat, you are literally on a boat. I agree. I, I think that's probably the best reason uh, and best point for having it on a bar. I do think, though, that the fact we've never gone to Champs and it's always Chuck's is a little uh, sad. Because Champs kind of sucks. Oh. Strongly disagree. Champs is elite. They've got Papa shots. Uh, same prices as Chuck's. It's overall, I mean, they're both tier one lake bars. So maybe we make it decided upon the the winning team. Certainly one house. Yeah, maybe. You know, if USA wins, we go to Champs. And if EU wins, we go to Chuck's. All right. That works. Put it in Faith's hands. Put it, in, again, assuming we are, of course, able to go to a bar. But time will tell. And next year, what are your thoughts? Anything? What are my uh, thoughts on what? On next, next year's year? rudder? Anything you want to improve upon? Anything you foresee us changing? Uh, I think, obviously, we talked about switching up the pairings. So it's the slower guys going last, faster guys going first. I think that's going to be a huge thing. Um, I actually like the match play format. I, I didn't hear a lot of complaints about it. Um, I think it was pretty – it just kind of helped with pace of play. And I thought it was – I thought it was honestly a little bit more competitive. Like, I remember, like, you uh, you and Kalis on the front nine of the front 18, like, you guys went OB twice or something like that. And you guys would have lost that hole by, like, four shots. Like, you guys would have been kind of fucked, right? But it was such a bloodbath where you're going back and forth on match play that it, it really kind of evened it out. It was like, you guys just told us we were in the middle of the fairway, and you guys like, just pick up. Like, you guys are good. You guys won this hole. Oh, that was, you know, was the just, third hole on the front nine at yeah. the brood. Yeah. Yeah. 
So I, I, I just think for that reason alone, like none of us are fucking professional golfers. I mean, there's, there's some guys that are really good at golf, but like, you know, especially for the, the lower pairings um, that don't have necessarily the better golfers in it. Like, dude, all right, if your team fucking goes out OB twice and you miss a couple putts and you guys take an eight or a nine on a hole, it's like, all right, well, you guys just won the whole nine, you know? Speaking of that matchup with our partners, uh, Nick Kretz and Kalis, have the front nine, and you guys put it to us in the back nine. I would be surprised if any team had a lower nine-hole score than what you and Nick carded on that back nine. Yeah, dude, we were on. I think we were eight under on that on that back. Nine. And if you count, and that if you count the and ninth that was hole, not, and that was not, if you count yeah, the ninth hole, which you guys game. birdied as well. I mean, yeah, it just that was a run for the ages. So, yeah, we uh, we were at thirteen under. Yeah. It's, um, on that i mean we, we played like a four-man scramble and a two-man scramble yeah so we're we're fucking on fire god i think uh nick kretzy might be the most dangerous player in root oh yeah it's my opinion oh, yeah. i think obviously mark with that putt may have cemented himself as the best i don't know obviously i'm still gonna say dankle but i think nick kretzy might be the most lethal matchup to draw in rudder so he is the most he is the most dangerous and rich you can't get into his head I'll give you the credit. You played exceptionally well. Uh, you know, after all of the previous RCL episodes, I was kind of banking on you playing like dog shit. And then I was disappointed and surprised to watch you just stripe the ball, mash some drives, uh, make a lot of putts too, which were huge for you guys. So yeah, thank you. Played well. I was, I was fucking feeling it. I was fucking feeling it, Michael. You know, after you guys took that, um, Kalis hit that like 15 footer on eight and you guys were one up going into that front nine. I was so pissed on that tee box. And I think I just mashed a fucking drive right down that ninth fairway. You did. And Nick, and ran, Nick went in the that. bunker and Nick was in the sand yeah. and you just piped it in the way down the fairway. So, and we had the birdie putt, hit the birdie putt boys are back, but we're going to go through matchups um, here shortly. So we'll talk about, we'll recap everything. Okay. So well, why don't we just dive in the matchups right now? Dive in, baby. You got them in front of you? I do. I do. Right. So, first off, we had the Tommy Brenner, Jeff Rogers against TJ and Ramon. Uh, TJ and Ramon got the best of that one, picking up a point and a half to Brenner and Rogers' half points. Um, next up, Brian Chaps and Waylon, one point. Steph and Hess, one point. So, tight matchups there. Um, if you hear something remarkable in these matchups, let me know. For instance, this next matchup yeah. is Bergs and Kovacs versus Mulak and Cole. The only thing more disappointing than watching... Well, wait, I want to I go back to the first matchup there, TJ Fisher and Tyler Ramone. I heard that they were sneaky, one of the best pairings out there. Really? So I want to shout out those guys real quick. I think TJ is just consistent. I think Tyler brought his game this year. So... Shout out to those guys. Um, I don't know how Chaps and Whelan played. I, I think that Chaps, Whelan, latest Hess round was just kind of a 1-1. One, one. You know, I mean, nothing you can really fucking say about that. Um, and then, yeah, so we were going to say Bergs, Kovacs, Mulak, Cole. Yeah, the, I got to have a conversation with Cole and Mulak on the side. The, the only, Jesus Christ. The only more, thing more disappointing than not getting Miller or watching Miller's putt going on the last hole was not having anyone record Mulak's tee shot on one. 
how we don't have footage oh. of that is really a crime. I know. Did it go backwards? It did. Like officially? It did. Did we have official stats that went backwards? Negative yardage off the tee after one. So something. That's tough. You know, I mean, that is tough. I don't know how you could do that intentionally. Yeah, I think it set the stage for the rest of their round, to be honest with you. I was playing behind them in the second 18, and I didn't see them in the fairway once. So um, Cole and Dave. You know, maybe we maybe we split you guys up next year. Maybe we uh, maybe we let you guys go see. Uh, you know, if you guys can win somewhere else. That's all I got to say about that pairing. Okay, and then you got Fagan and Lingle against Gage and Casey. I think this was a little bit of a surprise. I thought people thought Gage was going to be bringing it in uh, hot this year because I've heard he's played a lot of golf, and they ended up splitting that matchup. Yeah, I. Uh... I was actually surprised about that matchup as well. I thought that uh, I thought that Gage was going to come out and just pipe them. Uh, it seems like Fagan and Lingle held their own there, though. I, I think that Lingle was actually Lingle was actually from the shots that I saw. I mean, it was like it was kind of like a little grandpa swing, but uh, you know, he was just getting the ball a little 150 down the middle every time. So that definitely helps when you're playing a scramble. Yeah, I mean he. Had a great shot off the first tee. That was nice to see. And he had Gorg and Clark against Nick and Ralph, who they swept 2-0. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I was playing with Gordon Clark in the afternoon rounds, and all I heard when I walked up to the clubhouse was that Clark was playing out of his mind. Heard that. And he was. He was. He played great rounds. So I think that they just – you know, I, we kept checking in on the, on the Nick Brennan-Ralph Venetti um, pairing that was in front of us. And it seemed like it seemed like that score of two nothing is a little bit doesn't tell the whole tale. It sounds like it's a little bit closer than that. Um, but at the end of the day, I mean, you gotta go out there and fucking win some points. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's it's tough to to beat Gorg, who's a good golfer, and Clark when he's playing consistent golf. So, yeah, and especially if he's playing lights out. Yeah. All right. We got who else here? Oh, our matchup, which we already discussed. Yeah, we beat Lindner the shit out of you guys in that back nine. Lindner. Can we go back? Can we go back? We just beat – you guys were on 10, and you guys were overlooking a putt, and I was like, let's fucking go. Let's speed this up. And from that moment on, it was just game on. It was just game on on that back nine. So, like I said, I mentioned it's that, Lindner and McFarland against Jack and I mentioned Miller. Shout out Kalis for wearing underwear that were longer than his shorts. What the – Pipe guy look. Good look. Certainly one uh, – it's been in the works, so still a good look. Mitch, do we lose you? Mitch, it says you're connected. Can't hear you. All right, and we come in now with the guest from Team Europe, championship player Ben Kelsey. Ben, welcome to the program. Hey guys, I'm uh, I'm I'm the old one of the oldest guys in the group. Not gonna lie, I'm pretty nervous on this podcast right now. This is this is big. Re- you know? Really? Yeah. Why are you nervous? What are you nervous about? It's just we're. I mean, Mike and I are not intimidating at all. Yeah, that's that's actually a good point. I don't know why I'm nervous. Maybe I'm a little uh, a little stage fright. I don't know. Well, okay. I am certainly not vibing the way that I was vibing in all the previous episodes because I certainly thought I was going into a USA victory. And here we are yeah. on the other side of what's now, what, 
eight days later or nine days later after the famous putt from Mark. So can't live off that energy quite like you fellas, but here we are. <laughs> I can live off that energy. BK, tell us first. You were the one that sent the video to Zyre Golf, weren't you? I was, yeah. I think a bunch of people did, did, but. How'd that DM interaction go? Yeah, it was actually pretty lit. I sent it to him and I was like, uh, hey, you know, Ryder Cup style, 16 on 16. This is our captain on 18. Uh, other teams in for par, basically. Uh, he's got to make it for Bird. And he fucking drained it. And um, they responded with absolutely nothing. And two days later, just posted the video. <laughs> oh. And I was like, all right, all right. So I went back in the DM and I hit him with the uh, Friday Beers handshake. And they, were, they like double tap liked it. And that's it. And I was like, all right, cool. Seriously? All business. <laughs> that's pretty sick. Wow. Yeah. Just feeding them content. And that's all I got for you. Yeah. I mean, that was beautiful content. I'm like, how many times did you watch that? <laughs> a couple times. A couple, two, three. No more. You were lucky. And so is everyone else that's listening to this to see that in person. I mean, that was spectacular. Yeah, you and wow. now 450,000 people have seen that putt. So, yeah. Kind of a big deal. What was your favorite response in the Zyre post that you saw, you know, I was hoping we get into this. There were some unbelievable responses. You know, the people who are following a private golf account and are in there like trashing yeah. on people having a good time golfing. Like that's just awesome. I, I love 2020. Oh yeah. Um, I think my favorite troll was the one who was like, when dad tells chad he can take a distribution from the trust <laughs> fund i was like yeah wow <laughs> pretty fucked yeah. <laughs> i guess you have to have a trust all, fund to play golf huh didn't know yeah all the trust all the trust fund comments are fucking great yeah it's like first off this is a private account like you had to act like you chose to follow this golf account where like people are going to be golfing yeah and then your 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 initial comments just like fuck these guys yeah. all they do is good thing they have a trust fund or else they'd never be able to <laughs> yeah and and the other one I really liked was like this one dude, some guy asked like, what are they doing? And he's like, um, it's obviously a team event. They look like they're probably in high school or college. And this is like the win to win the tournament. I was like, wait, yeah. what? People are in the comments like, dude, there's like beers all over the course. And like, <laughs> yeah, it's not some high school event. The guy's like, oh yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, I really I like it. Really like the comment where the guy's like, "Oh, here come the hardos saying they're ruining the green." It's like you know somebody's thinking it. So, oh, so dude, they kept. Mitch, I would think we lost Mitch. Uh oh, Mitch yeah. is down. <laughs> it's so predictable though. Those kinds of comments. All right. Well, Mitch dropped out. Hold on, Ben. I'll just make a note of this. So he dropped out at the ten twenty-eight mark. Okay. Well, let me re-invite Mitch here. Yeah, no worries. Ben, how are you? I'm good, man. Mitch Am back. I here? Am I back? He's back. All right. What Mitch the is fuck back. Happened? Sorry about that, boys. So yeah, pretty hilarious comments on the gram on Zyre Golf. Pretty epic that our shot for a golf tournament full of a bunch of buddies is now famous around the world. Uh, pretty sweet. Again, just you know, unfortunate went the wrong way. Yeah. Our are Pease and Dylan Fratelli, like, buddies now? Absolutely not. McParland will say they are, but there's no fucking chance. Okay. Yeah. What did they have – what kind of interaction did they have on the gram? It was McParland commented, and then Fratelli, like, liked the comment. Like, that was the extent of the interaction. 
it'll get blown up. Like the Parliament's already probably twisted this ten different ways, but <laughs> I love it. I love it. So BK, how'd you play? How would you rate your playing and the second part of that? How much did you drink on the course? I saw you, didn't see you that fucked up. Was kind of concerned about your alcohol intake. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I didn't play that good. I played good for about nine holes against uh, Danko and Squid on the the back nine for that first matchup in the morning i played good for about those nine holes the other 27 i i I didn't play that good and considering how much golf i had been playing coming up to it i was a little disappointed now i had not hit my driver ever until the first tee that morning i went to the range beforehand and had mark's left-handed pink g410 in my bag uh missed the team picture so basically was all kinds of discombobulated but um you know at the end of the day our team won. That's all that matters. Had I played better, maybe we go up by more points and then it's not nearly as dramatic. So it all happened for a reason. In terms of alcohol consumption, um, Daddy Lang popped open some uh, Crown Royale oh. uh, for the second 18. We were doing some Crown and Gatorades. Um, yeah, I mean, we kept our what? shirts on and we we didn't, you know, do any, um, you know, bleepity bleeps, extracurriculars or whatever, but, uh, yeah, yeah, we're, we're, we're pretty messed up. Not gonna lie. Well, I'd be a bad host and a bad teammate of USA if I didn't bring it up, but I've heard that there was a little side action going on against the mats and the mats. Have they been paid yet? Last time it was mentioned, I don't think they'd collected any of their winnings. Is this correct? Uh, I, I paid peas. I can't speak for the other half of the arrangement, but I, I paid my debts to peace. Oh, what were the terms of the arrangement there? Uh, it was for 20 big ones. So we really, wow. we broke open the piggy banks for that. Yeah. Did you tap in the trust fund? Yeah. Or did you, yeah, you, to? <laughs> yeah. you only tap in once to yeah. golf. You can't go back for the betting stuff. Yeah. I'm going to have to tap again after that. That was pretty devastating. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. Let me know. We'll, we'll start a GoFundMe for you if you need it. Appreciate that. So what was the energy like post Grand Geneva when you got back to Casa de Crezzi? Casa de Crezzi energy was the, uh, the boys were messed up. The boys were really happy. Now it wasn't the same as in years past when everyone goes back there. A little smaller group this year. We also had <laughs> Jeff Rogers was there with us. <laughs> um, so we had we, we we crossed the aisle, so to speak, for our celebrations. Um, yeah, it was good. We we ate a bunch of pizza and drank beers out of a you know twenty dollar plastic trophy and um, did our usual, but really fun chants and stupid stuff that if it was filmed and put on the internet, everyone would be like, "Oh my god, everyone needs to be canceled here." Um, so I'm glad I'm glad most of that stuff's just in our EU group chat. Which me too. Of course, hey, will be will be leaked someday. There. But you know, it's 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 it is what it is. We're all we're all gonna get canceled someday. Well, I I thought the picture I saw of Rogers at Casa de Cretz, it was one of the funniest pictures I've ever seen. Also, have no idea how Rogers ends up there. Don't know what happened there. Because you guys fucking burned him. Everyone in Team USA left him in the parking lot. <laughs> He, he seemed pretty down. He seemed like you guys were kind of shitting on him. He, he, he was he was happy to be hanging out with us, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> well, I also talked about this because it was so predictable, and I guess it could have happened if, gone either way if Team USA won. 
but so predictable that there's all of this emphasis on how important it is the boat is leaving at this time. And everyone needs to be there sharp, and the winning team shows up <laughs> considerably late, and it just yeah doesn't matter. But I'm sure yeah, USA would have been the same. Shift. So. Schedules shift when you when you uh, rent a boat. When they're like, oh yeah, we have to leave at nine. It's like fuck off. We rented the boat. It'll leave when we'd say it leaves. Is that yeah, like not how it's supposed to work? No, I think you're on to something there, Mitch. I also think we were doing a little bit of um, under promise, over deliver. You know, we really wanted everyone to get there on time, because knowing that people would be late. Yeah, absolutely. We kind of played ourselves into being late ourselves while you guys were on time, but in the end, you know, it, it all worked out. Yeah. Well, like shout out to our sponsor, NetJets, that we got for this uh, this podcast here. Like, if you book a private jet, like it's gonna leave when you fucking show up. It's not gonna take off empty, right? We'll have to ask the sponsor. I think that's how it works. Is that NetJets? I don't know. I thought this is like the trust fund. I, I I'm just confused. <laughs> well, by the way, speaking of sponsors, I joined Team Whoop. Oh, let's FYI. Go. Yeah, you are. You're on Team Hardbody now. Welcome to Team Hardbody. Yeah. It's, my whoop's uh, been dead for three days. I don't know where my charger is. So, well, your your um performance, you're obviously not you know peak performance right now, but that's fine. I'm that's approaching yeah, no. 30 days with my whoop, yeah, and I'll get the full month picture. I'm pretty excited about it, but not quite there. I think it's like two more days. So that's huge. Big one. I noticed this weekend. Uh, I had some late nights and had minimal single digit recovery. So that's always a little alarming, but here yeah. we are. Back bring in back the studio. Bring back. Bring back Big Ten football. I saw you and Dave Hess last night. We're trying to, you know. Oh. And I really appreciated that. You know, sometimes Burwood Tap just says, yeah, you can take a picture and then you go to the next level. And Big Ten football is not dead. So, shout out Burwood Tap. <laughs> so, Future sponsor. So, what happened with our host of the boat, Kretzi? I He seemed to have been a lifeless body on that boat how was he were you able to get him home that night (laughs) dr jack fauci yeah um him and him and his son mark miller they got they got pretty messed up they celebrated pretty hard deservedly so people forget that jack missed that putt on 18 by like an inch and also you know like it it could have been him he could be the Ah. hero and uh, with everything going on, like that also could have been like just just as insanely exciting and, and awesome. But it happened to another great guy, Mark Miller. But anyway, Jack, yeah, um, he he made it home fine. We haven't actually heard from him in like eight days, but we've heard from his brother that he's doing fine. He was just having some phone issues. I think he lost or broke it or something like that uh, during or after the boat. But uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, thanks. <laughs> well, Ben, I hope Mitch has a clearer reception than you because all I heard was, he, "Yeah, I'm, he broke up on me there." He died, and that he's not ever going to send out Venmo requests for the boat, and it's on Team Europe because Europe had such a good time. That's all I heard. Um, I don't know. That's what I heard too. Okay. That's all I heard too. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, are we getting discounted since we got cut off? I mean, uh, I know yeah, Lintner was about to fight the bartender. Probably was a good thing that everyone got cut off. Uh, probably could add a couple more casualties out there. I don't. I don't even want to know what the videos that surface would be like if there was still service. I heard that guys were what getting it like Casey got cut off and people were like feeding him booze and then 
you get the chaps downtown P. So shout out, I think shout out PJ because oh, yeah. PJ took a little leak off the side of the boat right in between yeah. the captain and the bartender. So that was definitely a factor in the early cutoff for sure. Jesus Christ, PJ, who, PJ, who PJ Fisher, PJ Fisher. We'll have to bleep out that last name, but yeah, oh, PJ. Wow, <laughs> PJ, P, P, PJ. Yeah, yeah. On the P. P. All right. Emphasis on the P, J. Here's a funny story. I don't know if any – this is breaking news in RCL. So, uh, Bergs, I meant to tell you this yesterday at Burwood, but I forgot. I woke up – so, in the Bergs' house, I slept in the upstairs bunk bedroom. It's got four beds, so two bunks. And I was on the top bunk. And I woke up in the middle of the night, and I heard what sounded like someone spitting. They were like – it's a pitch black room, and I'm just like, all right, I don't know what that noise is, but it's a little strange. And then a, <laughs> it's an Asian woman with twins. Uh, shout out YG Beauty or whatever your shop is. But I then hear this noise, but it sounds like water coming out of a super soaker gun. And I get up and I see Fagan pissing over in the corner, slash, kind of near uh, Littner's litter oh. bag. And I'm like, Fagan, Fagan, <laughs> wake news. up, wake up. And he goes, I'm like trying to wake up. So, I, you know, next thing you know, he goes into the bathroom a few minutes later, but I think the damage was done. And, uh, oh my freaking news. Yeah. And I, Burgess house. I didn't want to rat him out, but I did yeah. text Littner in the morning because I didn't want to think it was anyone else in the room. Like, you know, you may have spent some pee in your bag. It was not me, but he's like, good news. I think it was just on the uh, carpet in the wall. So it's all clear. So there's some breaking news for you, RCL fans. It's a good one at home. Uh, oh, man. Yeah. Jesus Christ, Breaking Sean. news. Yeah. yeah. Sean and I got in a really intense Bears conversation. I can't I can't remember if he's pro or anti-Bear or what. I, I had a lot of Bears talks with people. I was I was trying. Uh, people wanted to talk 13, Bears. People wanted to show on the Bears. I was there supporting the 13, Bears. I think How Vegas nice would it be to move to really Kansas City down. and then be like, oh, yeah. well, I need a team in the Fair AFC, enough. so why not the Chiefs? Must be nice. Oh, well. Yeah. So, speaking yep. of Bear football. No doubt. A couple comments. You know, people were a little sad that RCL was coming to an end. Some said that they wanted a, an occasional episode between here and next year's rudder. So, Maybe a Bears recap, but I don't know. I think we need someone like Ben yourself or Mitch, who's kind of more in the more in tune with Bear football, to be the host of that podcast. I will host the shit out of that podcast. Brian Chaps yeah, with the oh, nightly call in after a few box sure. rocks. You know. It'll be it'll be it'll be filmed at nine p.m. on Sunday. Oh boy, I will be so hammered. I'm so in. Well, there you go. Got- I saw on Chaps' Instagram that Vox season is running down. I was saddened to hear that. I didn't know. I didn't know Vox yeah. season. Like, yeah, no, I just thought it was one of those perpetual things. But well, Ben, any yeah. any winding down thoughts? Any thoughts to uh, wrap up your your rudder recap here? No, I I think the oh, other thing I'll baby. say is you know where oh. do we go from here? You know, like that that was the summit. That was the summit, and if there's more to it, you know, I well, just – I will say – I can't imagine more dramatic to, fashion. Uh, we all need to tap into our parents' trust fund pretty soon for 2024. So start 
start packing away a little bit from the trust fund for 2024 so we can go to Europe. Because that's, okay. that's the real prize there. Yeah, it's 10-year, baby. Is 2024 well, a 10-year? Tell you what, for the 10-year, yeah, I'll start. You know, I'll start. Even if we didn't do an international trip and we did something like Arizona or Florida, you could do rudder in February or March when the weather just absolutely sucks in the Midwest and do it on an earlier time in the year. It'd be a unique event, but it'd be a great excuse to get out of the Chicago winter. So just a thought. But... Yeah. And we, we're, we're all hacks anyway. So like we don't, you know, we spend all summer, everyone trains and everyone's handicap stays the same or gets worse. So, so maybe no, no, no rounds before Ruder would be an equalizer. Uh, all the same for everyone. Yeah, an yeah. equalizer. Yeah, I think what a what a what a match this year, guys. I mean, come on. Nick Kretzky and I are moving to Jupiter, Florida. So we're digging a one bed. And we're just gonna That's play good. golf every day. So I, I, Ben, you said it. What a match! I can't you guys, go over it. I, I mean, being up after twenty-seven holes and winning each of the nine holes, confidence is high, no doubt. I think the confidence got to Team USA a little bit. Um, but you know, I, I haven't, I don't know if this is being covered elsewhere in the podcast, but I'd love to know what the vibe was like at USA HQ after oh, yeah, what was it like? Saturday. Well, obviously despair in the fact that, you know, we had the victory slip through our fingers, uh, at the same time, as upsetting as it was and still is, you know, that putt was something that you just got to tip the hat to and you watch it, you know, you watch it go in from all the angles and it's something you don't see on the PGA tour. So to see it live in person, it sucked, but at the same time, it was certainly something that everyone on USA had the respect for. So the vibe was low for a little bit, but then it it got over. We got over it, I guess. I, I mean, I think, I don't know, maybe I'm not over it. Maybe it won't be over it ever, but I think the fact that it was, you know, because you, you play it out in your head and you say, okay, so let's say we get to the playoff and then what's the worst case scenario? It's like, okay, there's going to be a second playoff hole and all Dankler squid need to do is make the three-footer to force the next playoff hole. And then what if they both somehow miss the three-footer and then that's how you lose the rudder cut? I mean, that to me is the worst possible way you can lose. So, in fact, losing on Mark's bomb of a putt, uh, you know, sucks, but I at least respect it, so – Things could have been worse at USA. Also, I mean, yeah, yeah, it was just got to respect it. Hell of a putt. Pretty, pretty, pr- pretty classy response. Got it. You know, I respect that, Mike. Ooh, um, you know what? It brings up a great topic. I, again, one, one more thing, and then I'll leave you guys alone. What What would have happened if we tied? So what would have happened? You read my think? mind. So Seriously. you read my mind. I believe the way that it was talked about after Rudder and everyone was on board was you look at the afternoon pairings, right? And you say, okay, pairings one through eight, and then you assign a number to each pairing. So, for instance, the last pairing being Squid oh, and Dankle and Miller and Kretzky, that'd be pairing eight. And pairing one, uh, Mitch, I don't know if you've got the list in front of you, but whoever the first group off, that would have been pairing one. So the way the playoff would work is you'd put you know numbers one through eight in a hat, and whatever number comes out, so let's say it's yeah. pairing yeah. seven, well, then – the seventh pairing, I believe, would have been the Mats versus Ben and Lang. Then the seventh pairing plays the playoff. Kind of keeps the wow. intensity. Yep. Now, the problem is a lot of guys tend to get a little tipsy in that afternoon round, especially if they're in the earlier section of the tee-off. So 
I don't know. I, I like the added element. I think it makes it a little more exciting. Uh, but it could be a great misfortune if certain players are, are selected and then it's really just a, a one-on-two game for their team. But, you know, the luck of the draw, as they say. So, Yeah, that would have been a shit show for some people. Wow. Yeah, no kidding. And also incredibly entertaining. Yes. But, yeah, I mean, I, I, I love that idea. Uh, you know, I'm not a decision maker when it comes to that kind of stuff, but I'm super yeah. supportive. So I think that's kind of where it's talked about for now. Uh, you know, to date, there's we're gonna get some, we're gonna get a first one of these rudders. We don't have there's not a uh, no one's three peated yet. No, we've never gone to a playoff. These are all things that I'm sure will just happen in time. Uh, like the first three peat will be you know in three years from now. But you know these things will happen. They will happen. <laughs> but when they when we get there, I'm excited to see how it all shakes out. Yeah, I'm ready for Ruder 2021. I want to go. I know. The good news about waking up today is that, all right, it's not the farthest Monday away from Rudder like last week. It's one week closer to Rudder. That's what I thought this morning anyway. Facts. That's so true. So here we are. God, that makes me so Facts. hard. To one week closer, boys. <laughs> ben, thank you for calling in. Appreciate it. Look forward to uh, all the rounds. And how about, wait, what? Mike, Mitch. Ben, last question. What do you think about fall golf? Are you excited about fall golf, or are you over golf now that rudder's over? I don't love fall golf. I don't like golfing in the in the cold. You know, call me a softy, but windy and cold, it's not really my thing. I don't hit it very far, and then it just goes even shorter. And um, yeah, I think. I still have a little like afterglow effect. Like I really wanted to play this weekend. I got around in and played fine, I guess. Um, but definitely don't have that same thirst. And when fall comes around, it's football season, baby. You know, Saturdays and Sundays are usually for mm. watching uh, college and pro football this year. Maybe yeah, I don't know college football. I don't know, but pro football will be there. So yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. Nothing, nothing better know. than turning on the 11 a.m. games on the radio and listening to the college football game while you're finishing up 18. But that's just me. That I'm a fucking nice loser. Too. So. <laughs> well, Ben, thanks for calling in. We appreciate you checking into the studio here. Uh, can't wait to have you as a recurring guest on the show. And uh, wish you the best of luck in the coming year between now and Rudder. All right, All right guys. Thanks for having me. You guys are the best. Thanks, BK. See you, Ben. Hey, you I'm back. back. I'm back. Sorry. When I get phone calls here, it cuts me off. So, Well, we've got the Lindner mcparland Kretzi miller matchup. Looks like the Mats got half a point to one and a half. So, obviously, yeah. Jack and Miller played well there. I think early in the round, Lindner mcparland had a chance. I think Kretzi and Miller just kind of closed the door there on the front nine. Um, and then – they do what they're expected to do. Go win a full point. You're one of the anchor matches. Go win a full point. And then you got Squid and Dankel, Lang BK, uh, one point apiece. I think I think it's the same thing. I think you look at those back two matchups, and you want to have it kind of be one one one. And if you steal a half point there, so I think that's a good outing for both sides. I think Langle or geez, Langle, uh, Lang and BK did their job there. It's taking a point. Uh, do your job. Stay the course. If you can steal one and a half, go for it. But just take a point from Dankle. Any day is a good day. And then in the afternoon, you got Brenner Rogers one, Stefan Hess one, 
Chaps and Waylon zero, TJ and Ramon two. There's the TJ. Again, there's TJ and... there's the TJ Ramon pairing again, sneaking with the points. They got three and a half points. Yeah, so, so... did I. <laughs> okay, just want to throw that so, out there. Chaps and Waylon zero to TJ and Ramon's two. Just said that Bergs and Kovac zero to Gage and Casey's two. Fagan and Lingle's one to Mulek and Cole's one. Oh, no, that's incorrect. No, it's Fagan right. and Lingle won one and a half. Mulek and Cole snuck a half point. So, good. Important, important half point. Good job, Mulek and, and Cole there for stealing that half point because that actually won us the uh, tournament. Still think, you know, we should consider finding you guys new homes with new partners, but uh, good job. And what's the next one? On Gordon Clark. Uh, Gorgon Clark versus you and Nick. What was the points? Looks like you guys got two points in that one. Yeah, it's a good good match. All right, go on. Kales and myself got one point to Nick and Ralph's one point. Pretty tight matchup all the way. Uh, shot. I think the uh, rain delay really hurt Team USA, by the way. I think it was like the World Series with the Cubs and Team USA was the Indians and Team Europe was the Cubs, in my opinion. I think the rain delay really hurt a lot of momentum. Hmm. Uh, but moving on. Hot take. Lindner and McParlin, two. Lang and Ben, zero. Dinkle and Squid, one and a half to Jack and Miller's lone half point. But no bigger half point than that half point. Yeah, right there. that half point. I mean, that was – God, we could do a whole fucking podcast. And basically we have on just talking about Miller's putt. But that half point, huge. Cole's, Cole and Mulak's half point. Huge. Um, yeah, I mean, they, uh, what do you guys think about – are you guys going to change any of your teams up, do you think? I mean, like, are you guys going to look at changing the Chaps-Wheelan pairing potentially? No. No, I don't think so. Maybe just, you know, have Brian mix in a couple more waters on the back eight team. Yeah. But otherwise, I think it's probably a fine matchup that we feel confident about as a team. Okay. Uh, yeah, so that's the recap of all the matches. And unfortunate, painful to look at that score total once again, but yeah, that's all right. It's not a officially bad over it. Officially over also, it. Also, I did bet the under at three and a half for um, margin of victory, and I just want to say that I cashed that bet. So I paid us out of the house account. I paid me out of the house account. No hole in ones this year. Um, I did nail my bet on Cole and Dave under. I think I gave him even a full point. They only got the half point, so I did nail that one. Nice. Uh, paid out from the house account, of course. Of course. And uh, now is the perfect segue. The final part of our episode, we're going to welcome in uh, the hero of Rudder <laughs> this year, Mark Miller, uh, is going to join the program. First recurring guest on the show, actually. So kind of exciting. Yeah. Uh, Bring him in. All right. Link is sent. We'll see. Mark, welcome to the program. First recurring guest. 
What is going on, fellas? Can you hear me? We got yeah, you. Mark, we can hear you well. On, boys. It's good to hear you. Just sitting here reminiscing over last weekend. I know. I haven't seen you in a while, baby. Last weekend was pretty fun, man. Last weekend was, was pretty, pretty damn fun. Rooter history. Yeah. What a time to be alive. Yeah. What a time. What a time. <laughs> Mike's bringing no energy to this podcast. <laughs> this is this is weak. Yeah, like, no, God. you should just wait till you hear the BK portion of the interview. I thought I was, I literally thought I was at like a fucking wake or a funeral, like discussing golf with somebody. You know, the fans, Mike, the fans, Mike, and the subscribers don't forget too. to subscribe. They asked for the recap episode. I'm giving them the recap. So I'm here. I'm here. I'm giving the fans. I think what they you want. bend. You just it's too much of a bend this weekend for you, Michael. Yesterday looked like you guys got a little loose. Uh, Big Ten football is not dead. If you want to see Big Ten football this fall, Burwood tapped on, I think it's Wrightwood and just off of Halstead over there in Lincoln Park. So they're going to be showing games all all fall. But... <laughs> ay, ay, ay. So who's all been interviewed so far? Uh, just BK and you. That's it. It's all bringing in. Europe, European, European, European celebration, baby. Yeah, Team USA wants to hear the episode, but... They don't want to be a part of it, really. Yeah, that's not fun. It would have been fun to get a different point of view. Oh, no. Team USA is always gracious in defeat. Don't you know? <laughs> I mean, Cleared out of the fucking parking lot faster than anyone I've ever seen before in my life. Yeah. We took Rogers, we took Rogers home with us. He was oh, actually a mole. He was a mole. We wanted to see what was going on at the Kretzi party. You want to you know what a second two-peat feels like? So you had to send him in? Yeah, basically. Needed to, oh, man. needed to see what was going on in uh, Casa de Kretz. Oh, man. If I... Rogers, if, if you're listening, Rogers, I think your backpack is at Camp Europe. If no one yet, I think you were looking for one. Team, we do not we... have this podcast on LimeWire. There's no way Rogers can find this. <laughs> Rogers, please, please reach out if you still need your backpack. I might have a lead for you. <laughs> so, Mark, <laughs> walk us through that putt. Everybody's seen it now millions of times, but walk us through the putt. Yeah, the, I mean, the whole hole was kind of wild. I, it, what was the most annoying part leading up to this hole is that we, our group didn't know what the fucking score was until we got to, like, our tee balls on 18. So we were kind of in the blind a little bit, uh, but had the feeling that since we were still out on the course and no one was coming out, to stop us or come fuck around with our group that the match still mattered. Um, so the juices started flowing a little bit and we, we got a little bit lucky with Dankel and both squid missing the fairway and, and hitting it in the rough there just before the, the shit there on the left or yeah, on the left. Um, and we hit a good drive in the fairway and then I, I couldn't see what their lie was like, but I got to imagine if Dinkle didn't hit a good shot from where he was, they didn't have a good shot in. Um, so that kind of opened a door for us, but we really didn't hit a good wedge in from the fairway. Well, missing the green from 100, missing the green from 120 out is, is weak, but we still had a putt and an opportunity to win. And then Dinkle, Dinkle's chip shot to basically tap in range was fucking ridiculous. Yeah, that shot is definitely overlooked based on, you know, the putt getting all the attention, deservedly so. But that shot that Danko made, he had very small uh, 
room for his landing and he just stuck it. So Oh yeah. I, I basically thought when he when they hit their second shot into the into the shit with where they were, I was like, Oh my god, Dankel's giving this one to us. We're gonna we're we're gonna be able to win this by parring the hole and Dankel and Squid Bogeying. And then for Mark, from our it's my perspective sitting there on that hill at the green side. I was shocked, and maybe you didn't have the angle of the green, but Mitch, you probably saw it. I really thought that your ball coming in was going to hit and then kick left into the bunker right there. It seemed to land like right at the top of the spine and sit ever so gently, but I thought it was going to take a shooting bounce left upon impact. I think it just yeah, hit it that to... hit that sunlight, that little touch of God that just held there. I think uh, yeah, God was European that day. Allah, Allah was looking over us like, like no other. <laughs> I think that was kind of lucky. Like I said, it wasn't really, it really, really wasn't a good shot from the throwaway. I, well, I don't know if it was. I think. I mean, it, it might have been a little bit of nerves and, and some juice that was getting into us, but it was a terrible, terrible approach from the middle of the fairway from 130 out. All right, and what? So it looked like Jack blasted his putt by, but were you able to pick anything up on his putt? that helped you in your alignment. Yeah. So Kretzi's putt was actually pretty solid. I think he hit it past probably, uh, I got to take 202 East, 202 East. 202 East. Uh, I mean, Kretzi almost putt, made it. I think it was, he almost made it. I, I was well. going to say, I was just going to say he hit it. He probably hit it about seven feet by the hole, but his, his putt was probably when it got near the hole, probably rolled a couple inches off the cup on the left side. So, I mean, his, he gave it a good run, which was able to give me a, a pretty solid read. And then what was helpful is that Dankel's ball mark was, like, right in the aiming mark for us. So, Kretzi's putt was aimed just on the inside of, of Dankel's ball mark. That's where we initially read it. And he, obviously, he, he hit it a little bit too hard, but played a little bit too much break. But that gave us enough of a read um, – at least give us a fighting chance on the make. Yeah. Um, so then I, I just went with I just went with a read of like halfway in between the hole and Dankles, or maybe a little bit more um, closer to Dankles' ball, and give it enough speed to give it a chance to go in. But as soon as it came off, it had, it had eyes pretty early. I'm like, holy shit, here we go, baby. So it was so epic. <laughs> this could, this so could go. Epic. Now, of course, it'd be remiss not to ask, if that pin's not in there, does that ball stay in the cup? Ten out of ten oh, times. It was, coming in, it, was coming in, it was coming in a little hot, but I, I don't think there's any way that ball doesn't fall. Well, in another life, but not this one, hell of a putts, locked up. I mean, coolest part about it was when you walked it off, got to say. When you raised the putter and walked it off, that was elite. Painful, but elite. Yeah, it had – it had it had some eyes, and when it started hooking back to the right, I'm like, "This is this is going in. We are going to be celebrating a real oh, victory so on a walk off putt." Oh, that Sully, that Sully walk off was so hot, Mark. We need to get Dylan for telling you if you're listening. Please comment more on our. Yeah, we, please follow Ruder Cup. We need to get a new graphic designer, Mark, because whoever. Did you as the logo? I don't know what's going on Awful. with your shin, but it looks like you've got head. lymphedemia. Your, He's your leg your is fucking so hat. big. So big. I have lymphedemia. lymphedemia? Yeah. Mark, so if you don't know what lymphedemia is, just hang out, dude. This is it. a medical podcast. Google it. It's not a good. It's not good. It's uh, it's rough. So, 
the only the only two the only two things I heard walking up to the green was one Rogers giving me shit saying I can't better my lie off the collar. Jesus Christ! Like, oh, Miller, you better not, you better not, you better not be giving yourself a better lie there. And then BK was saying, I think, I mean, obviously, half-heartedly, he was saying he's going to make it, and that was the last thing I heard. That's all he needed to hear, though. What the hell was that? No, no, that was, uh, yeah, that was a raptor. It's my pet velociraptor. That was Matt Bergamini uh, walking in home from work. He uh, he looks pretty happy. Yeah, he's pretty happy lately. We'll we'll do that on the Rooter recap recap episode. Don't want to spoil his uh, his fun right now, but he is a happy man over the past couple couple days. So I can see why after Brew attack. What? It's Mark. It's Bergs, you want to jump in here? A little Rooter Cup live action. Hold on. Oh, um, boys. There you go, Matt. You can put this earpiece in here and just I don't start talking. Do this. I don't know what to say. Just fucking say something. Talk, you're talking to Mark, the winning, what's up? winning captain. What's up, Mark? It's your boy, what's up, Bergs. Bergs, what's going on? What's up, Bergs? Not much. How are you, boys? <laughs> Painfully agreeing to do the recap. We're doing well. Letting the fans get what they want, but, you know. Yeah, Matt, why don't you give us your recap so of, what happened uh, at- of, of Team USA's house afterwards? Um... I don't know. We Yeah, let's get a little insight into the party. Uh, I can't really I think we just ordered a shit ton of pizzas and then waited on the boat for like an hour for your guys' late asses to show up and uh mm-hmm. yeah, that mm-hmm. was about it. <laughs> Smoked some of Clark's Bastardly weed. Late. Whoa, we're gonna have to bleep that out. <laughs> <laughs> it's le- it's legal. Oh yeah, dude. No bleep no bleeps necessary. Forgot about that. All right, well, Matt's leaving the podcast. Yeah, I, I don't really okay. know how this thing works. Yeah, Matt just oh, left. The, Matt, Matt just left the podcast. Uh, thanks, Matt, for the impromptu interview there. Can we get a little insight into what USA was thinking on the back nine of the back eighteen? Uh, what was the talk? Were you guys were you guys pretty sure of a victory? Because I think what we we'll redown one going back into the back eighteen or back nine. We needed three points to win the back to win the match. So there wasn't a lot of See, chatter. Where, where where a lot of credit, where a lot of credit isn't given is in some of those early groups that had the the early wins that were were huge. We did a recap. Every stroke matters. Every stroke met. For instance, Cole and Dave they picked up a single half point, but it was a huge single half point because that's all it took. So. Exactly. Exactly. I'm with you there. With you there. But there's a lot of there's a there's a lot of good chat on yeah. guys. It's been tough having this podcast with Mike today, I'll tell you that. I will tell you that. I'm just here so I don't get fined. I'm just here so I don't get fined. We had okay. we had to call his agent so he would come back and do the recap episode because here so I don't get fined. Contractually obligated to be here. So Mr. Uh, Thin Wasted Cock. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Thin Wasicock. What a guy. What a legend. Mike, the outfit, the, the outfit that you were wearing Friday night out in Chicago was absolutely legendary. Uh, what? what the fuck was that? Golf pants and a golf polo. Is there anything wrong with that? What time did you get off? What time did you get What time did you get off the course? Oh, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I haven't uh, heard that voice oh. since college. My, that's Mark. Oh, Mark, you're so funny. <laughs> you're so funny. Who was taking that picture? None other than Casey. Casey, who spills two Ghost. full Ghost. glasses Ghost. of red wine in my apartment last week. But well, you shouldn't have given him edibles. That's your fault. He... You, first off, you shouldn't have let him out, allowed him in your apartment. That's that's where yeah. you fucked up. Sunday after Reuter, that's a that's a dangerous move. Goose has serious. There's serious talks about not extending his contract next wow. year. Goose has got to get his life straight. Goose has got to get his life figured out. Goose, free agent Goose. Can't pick him up. He you didn't go to Iowa. Like... I don't think yeah. we were thinking about picking him up, but okay. Uh, no, but the invisible Chinese <laughs> virus will disappear. Why do you keep calling it invisible? Hey, shit, it's invisible. Begs, begs, me, begs me the question, with all those false negatives that were coming out in the NFL, was Chief Littner's initial test a false negative? Or spin zone, maybe we doctored up his test results to claim that we handled it better than major sports teams. That is just, Mark, that's PR 101. Good so, science. I was sharing some. So what area where Europe did not win this year? And I'm a little surprised because I feel like overall you guys usually do quite well in this area, but those uniforms kind of stunk. Yeah, we were just more focused on winning this year. I know, easy response, easy response, but just kind of shitty uniforms from uh, Team EU this year. Kind of surprising. You guys always bring the heat. Yeah, um, I think uh, I, I don't. I don't disagree with you. I think that's yeah, I wouldn't wear that. Ones that we can, you can wear. wear. Sure. Yeah, you can wear. I mean, you can wear any of the shirts we've ever had. <laughs> you just put it on. I mean, <laughs> he's he got a little life. In yeah, no, I think Doctor Fauci tur- put it the best when he said. <laughs> That it's a great hat that he can't wait to wear at Terry's 10 next year. Because I actually thought the buckets were the best part of the But Oh, yeah. Dr. Jack Fauci. Dr. Dr. Jack Fauci. R.I.P. We haven't heard we have, well, we haven't heard from Dr. Jack Fauci since. He's trying, to find a, he's trying to find a vaccine, dude. I don't know if he's alive. Well. He's working double time. Oh, yeah, apparently there's so not going to be a Venmo your, for Mike, the boat. Mike, we talked about uh, your post-Rooter Sunday. How was your post-Rooter Sunday after losing? Um, It was fine until Casey spilled two full pours of red wine all over my apartment. And I had to go to the dry cleaner first thing in the morning on Monday. But other than that, it was fine. Fine. Were you were you, you, Matt? Was Marissa in... Uh, it was the morning the first, and the not did thrilled. Did you see him in the morning? Not thrilled. Oh, no, that's worse. That's worse. <laughs> that's, that's worse. At least if she was there, then she might have – the initial sting might have been taken out. But Mike, Mikey Dubs waking up in a, mm-hmm. on a Monday morning with a – He spills a full glass of red while he's passed out on the cushion. Cushion has to go right to the dry cleaner. And then the first one, probably the, the bigger spill – there's a full pour that he just mic drops and it exploded all over and right over this rug. He mic dropped the wine glass. Like he was a rapper. He just 
took a, a slight stumble backwards and the cup On just purpose? let out of his hand and it hit the ground Jesus and exploded. Christ. Jesus Christ. Have you have you heard have you heard the story about have you heard the story about rookie Stefan Latus throwing a, a Bud Light <laughs> can at Dr. I Jack did. Fauci's cabin? No damage. No damage. <laughs> he just gets so gets so amped that he just Christ. rips a butt, a full Bud Light can at the wall. Impressive, impressive stuff by the rookie. It really brought the know, noise there. I don't know stuff. if it was acceptable. Congrats on the engagement. Shout out. Engagement. Congrats on the engagement. Shout out engagement. Please season. plan your wedding in the late, late winter or fall, yeah. but not during Another, rudder. Thank you. Also, would love to be love to be invited, but as discussed previously, we're playing not, our wedding roulette not, this year. So. Not the early. Not not the wedding. Not, <laughs> not the early winter for Mike either. Just late late winter, but no no no, no early winter. No. I'm a busy for busy man. I'm very very busy. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> will Goose go to substance? Will he go to substance abuse therapy yep. at some point? I gotta. Don't mean to get dark about the episode here, but it seems like Goose Goose should seek treatment. No, I think Goose is summer break. I think I'm thinking I'm going to be celebrating a Goose new job victory lap at Cortino later this week, and then returning the favor by bringing a nice box of wine. And a very breakable plastic <laughs> solo cup to his apartment soon after the dinner. So, oh, it's yes, Mike dropping twice and Mike uh, dropping. All right, well, guys, <laughs> I just got to my hotel. <laughs> I hope no. This is going to be a good minimal. Content. This is going to be a good minimal one. editing. Minimal <laughs> editing this episode. In fact, you know what, Mark? Mark, <laughs> while we have you there. You know, first, I think Mark. While well, we have you the there first for the next twenty minutes, Mike 20 seconds, I think we're just going to do the seasonal send off with the putt, Mister Big Putts, Millie, here himself. So, Mark, why don't you uh, s- send us off for the listeners at home? We can't wait for next season. This was, uh, I think this this rooter obviously goes down in in the Hall of Fame. It's the it's the best one I think we've had this far. The putt mm-hmm. wouldn't have happened without any of USA's fuck-ups. Um, so thank you, USA, for, for fucking up a little bit for us. It was, all right, it was like, RCL it was like out. We'll see you guys Thanks next year. Thanks for all year. the listeners. Look forward to next season. Ciao. Ciao. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs>